recorded. Why does it sound like you're in a box of fucking rocks? In a box of rocks? It sounds like you're you're rumbling around in a box of rocks. I don't know. I'm walking. I got the stroller. I'm out here on a walk with the kid. Yeah? You're going to hear him like, he's doing very well. He just just fell asleep. Which is good, because 4 o'clock is about... Just like his uncle. I just... That was about, <laughs> oh, two seconds. Uh, I was watching The Fifth Element, and I almost, I was on my way in and out. Yeah. Yeah. We were watching this, you're, uh... You're we a monster, Zorg. Uh, I know. <laughs> we were watching this uh, documentary, this um, Netflix documentary, Jimmy Seville, A British Horror Story. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's an intriguing story. I don't know that the, I don't know that they really hooked me with the documentary though. It's an interesting story though. It's this guy he was like, super, super, super famous in, in England for like, decades. Then they found out like we haven't even gotten to his crimes yet. We don't know what he did, but like he's, turns out he's like a monster. He's been a monster this whole time. So like a Bill Cosby kind of situation. I guess. The ultra-rich are often monsters. Yeah. But this guy, the thing about this guy is that he was always, like, um, he worked with, he did a lot of charity, and he he was just, like, a a philanthropist. He was, like, on the surface, just, like, a really amazing person. But, like, in his private life, he was horrible. Just Just a monster. Yeah. So, uh, this is, uh, When in Doubt Star Wars number two. Yeah. Previously on When in Doubt Star Wars, we discussed Obi-Wan Kenobi, parts one and two. And part three brought it. Part three brought it. Uh, I'm It's like if this is only episode three, man. That this episode was some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. It is. It, it was, man. Like um, once again, we've got some people talking some shit, but I think I've got, I think I've got like reasonable explanations for the things people have issue with. So, so uh, where where would you like to begin? Let's just start from the top, just like carrying on from episode one and two. Like, so episode one was real good. Episode two was real good. I I would say that episode one was maybe a little better than the, the second. But this episode had some cool stuff going on. Um, this uh, this loader droid I like a lot. Like I love I love all the practical effects. The fact that I love that. Yeah, that post post Lucas they've they've really gone for for like real. Yeah, like really you see a spaceship been... flying through space, and it's it's CGI, but like you see a uh, fucking stormtrooper on a planet's surface, and that's a real stormtrooper. That's a guy in a suit playing a droid. I love this this modern era of Star Wars. Mm. Staying very effect. true to the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that's on purpose. 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, they want it to feel like you're just watching a continuation of what came out in the late 80s. Or what came out in, I shouldn't say that, because this is between three and four. What came mm-hmm. out in the 70s. Yeah. No. The no. Mid, early mid-80s. No. Hold on. It was, uh... No, New Hope was... And uh, Return of the Jedi came out in... Oh, yeah, yeah. This is before New Hope. So, yeah. Mid-70s. I love the little uh, the little shout-out to Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss, who is one of the only, like, uh, extended universe characters who is exclusively extended universe that I actually know. Yep. I know that, um, like, post-prequel post timeline, he fell to the dark side. But I also don't know if that's been wiped from canon, if that's, like, legend stuff, or if that's, like, official. Well, I mean, if he's helping Jedi, then it has to be. Well, yeah, for now he's still a good guy, but who knows about later on. I know there were some comics that Quinlan Boss was dark side. But I love this uh let's talk, you want to just get straight into it talk about Mr. Mr. Darth Vader. Do do we want to talk about the ruthless Darth Vader that we deserved? Yeah. It's like a young like this is you got plenty of Anakin in this Darth Vader. Yeah, he still hates Obi-Wan. Like when he's walking down the street and he you this was the one that you pointed out to me that you that you specifically highlighted when we were texting was he uh just snaps his wrist and kills somebody. And, yeah. All right, get it. It's like this like, this Anakin like version of Darth Vader. And it's like you can really tell that it's Hayden Christensen in that costume. The way he moves. Yep. It's Hayden Christensen. When so, and that makes all the get, difference, I think. So we can just break it down, I think, as we go through it, because this is what everyone really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're gonna start with Obi Wan, just like with this immense look of pain on his face, with this, mm-hmm. because you can tell he feels Anakin immediately. Yeah. And it's really cool that like as soon as he as soon as he gets close and we, we get that little snippet from um episode four when he says a presence I've not felt in and then he just fucking mm-hmm. storms off. It's the same thing. That's my best friend. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Like still. Like, I still get goosebumps thinking about the whole Obi-Wan-Anakin story arc. Yeah. And it's like, say what you will about about Hayden Christensen and the way that the prequels were executed. Everything about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Hayden Christensen and uh, Anakin Skywalker were... It was executed so well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think this is. We definitely like. It, 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 this isn't the last we've seen of Darth Vader fighting Obi Wan Kenobi. We're going to see them go up against each other again. Definitely. Well, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's hot on his trail now. Yeah. And I mean, and you can tell. You can tell when Anakin starts walking down the street that he knows Obi Wan is there. Yeah. He knows he's there, that's why he's here. Well, he knows he's there, that's why he's there. And he knows exactly where he is, and that's why he starts killing people. Yep. Like, the guy, he he just pulls him out of the window and drags him down the street? Well, he pulled that first dude out of the window, and then Mm -hmm. the kid comes, the kid, his kid comes running out, and he goes, ah, dad, and he's, Whatever, Anakin drops him, looks at him, reaches over and just twists his wrists and breaks his neck. Yeah. That is the Darth Vader that I wanted to see all along. Yeah. Because you know he's a ruthless killing machine. That is just what he does. It's like by the time A New Hope, in the next ten years he'll have gained a little bit of subtlety. But, like, this is that kid who died on, on Mustafa. This is, yeah, this is still the rage-filled Anakin still discovering all of his powers. Yeah. And you know he was putting that on display for Obi-Wan, like, look what I can do, old man. Yeah. The years yeah, I love that you they brought back James Earl Jones, man. Mm-hmm. It's like all these people, like, could you have imagined, like, even, even like five years ago, could you have imagined Ewan McGregor coming back to do a television show? No. And the other thing James that Earl I James Earl Jones feel, doing a television show? That's yeah, but this is, that, but that, that's what I think. I feel like they approached him, and James Earl Jones was like, hell yeah, I want to be Darth Vader again. Yeah, because he's one of those kinds of guys who, like, he really loves his fans, and he wants to do what's going to make them happy. Mm-hmm. And he's got so much, so much, like, obviously, James Earl Jones had been around for, for a long time before Star Wars, but, like, everybody knows who he is because of Star Wars. People know James Earl that Jones because of Darth Vader. That is fair. Yeah. Like I, I feel like anytime, anytime you ask Mark Hamill to do something in Star Wars, he's gonna say yes because he understands that like he owes it to his fans. Like he wouldn't be who he is without Star Wars and its rabid fan base. That is true. And the the whole opening scene with him and and Leia. And uh, just like this little girl, I can't say it enough how perfect this little girl is, how amazingly Leia she is. And just sitting in the seat next to me, and she just go, and she's just nodding furiously. <laughs> she's so perfect. She's amazing. And I, I hope that uh, this little girl has nothing but success in her in her future. She's going to be something something special as a celebrity.
No, I absolutely agree with you. They could not have cast a more perfect little girl to, to play no. young Leia. And she's so precocious. But uh, the like, thing that so the the like the, the mole robot, the mole alien, when they're yeah. when they're picked up in the truck, the mole who yep. picks them up, that is Zach Braff. Really? It's Zach Braff, and I, I'm watching the thing, and I'm and I'm thinking that voice sounds so familiar. <clears throat> I'm like, that's a sitcom voice. Like I know that voice from a sitcom. Like now that you say something, yeah, it, it's definitely. I read. I, I was reading online. A lot of people thought that that was uh, Seth Rogen. Who well, I wouldn't no. be surprised if we see Seth Rogen pop up in one of these Star Wars productions. Everybody else gets to be in them. Kevin Smith was a, was the voice of a stormtrooper in uh, Episode Nine. Like anybody who wants to be in Star Wars, they'll find a place to put you in. It's almost like the MCU. Yeah, like everybody's going to be in it eventually. Except in the MCU, yep. you're playing actual characters, not these little incidentals. A world where Elaine from Friends is a member of the MCU. Anybody can be. But uh, the the big criticism I keep seeing is uh, that Obi Wan could escape when it, all that separated them was like a fire. That, people are talking about how like how could that possibly stop Darth Vader? It couldn't. Is the point? It couldn't possibly stop Darth Vader. He let him go because he is still yeah, Anakin he, Skywalker. Yeah, he's not. There, he's not totally lost. He doesn't yet. want to kill him. Yeah. Like, you can tell right away that it's not about killing Obi-Wan. It's about fucking it's about sh- Yeah, it's revenge. It's him and what showing... what revenge if you kill him? Yeah. him. It's him showing, I'm more powerful than you. Yeah. Like, your teachings mer- were... <laughs> your teachings were bullshit. You're gonna suffer at my hands. This is mm-hmm. how this is gonna happen. Yeah. But like like I said to you, I was expecting when we saw Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader fight, I was expecting some big epic spectacle. And what we got was so much better. It was so emotional and it was so raw. Yes. And I'm I sure mean, they're going to fight very... again and I'm sure it'll be even cooler, but like this was like the perfect little showdown the the very first thing he says to him what have you become mm. Time and he says you. i am i am what you made me mm-hmm. the years have made you weak that is going to live at... rent free in my head for the rest yeah. of my life i just keep looking at what what like other quote-unquote Star Wars fans have to say about like this, and Boba Fett had some weaknesses that are fair to point out. Boba Fett was not the strongest entry 
in the Star Wars mythology. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But it was not, it's not going to go down in history as, like, the best they've ever done. But this? No, I'll agree with that. Like, this is really well executed and it's really well done. I agree. And this has made me, like, really want to double down on the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So what I had done a while back, I went and I watched uh, recaps of the first two seasons of Clone Wars, just like the the big story points for, for both of the first two seasons. Then I started yeah. in season three because I heard that that was where it gets good. And they're right. Like, there's a lot of really great stuff. I think I'm, like, halfway through season three. I haven't watched in a while, but I got, like, halfway through season three. But, yeah, I want to go back and finish it. I'm on leave right now, so I've been watching, I've been binge-watching a lot of stuff. And Clone Wars will probably be on there. Watching a lot of Star Trek, but I can switch over to Star Wars. I have not watched any new Star Trek in a long time. Yeah. You didn't you haven't finished Picard yet? Still haven't finished Picard. Uh it's good. It's compared to the first season it's pretty weak. But it's entertaining. Strange New Worlds though, the new series, is really good. Like very good. Like classic Star Trek good. Ooh. Yeah. Like I mean, you got I Captain still, Tide, I still you got Mr. Spock, you got the original Enterprise. But it's a 1960s Star Trek adventure. Not to get off topic, we're supposed to be talking about Star Wars, but it's good. It's worth it. You know, I also still haven't watched the original series. Yeah, this um, you don't really need to. There's some some fan service, but it's not like in your face fan service. It's the same with the stuff that they're doing with Star Wars. Like there's stuff where if you know Star Wars inside and out, you're like, oh yeah, that's awesome that you said that. But not having the knowledge doesn't ruin it. That's what I love about these new shows. They stand on their own. Like Mandalorian, you don't need to have seen anything else for Mandalorian to be good. Truth. Boba Fett kind of does rely on Star Wars as a whole, but and I guess Obi-Wan Kenobi maybe sort of relies on the prequel trilogy to give you context, but it's still like it's an enjoyable point. Yeah, but that's that's why they give you the background. Yeah. Yeah. They give you that recap. They give you all the main story points, which again I think helps us drive home the argument that we probably could have gotten away with the prequel trilogy only being two movies. Because if they were able to wrap up everything that happened within, you know, uh, with with a ten-minute recap... Yeah. Like, skip episode one. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, as amazing a character as he was, is unnecessary. Thank you. Skip episode one. Uh, open episode two with like a little bit of backstory on where they where Anakin came from, and that's not even that necessary. 
She's like, this is Anakin Skywalker. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi's uh, apprentice. He's a special kid. And then episode three in its entirety. Like, episode three was good. Truth. We get closure with General Grievous. We get all the things that we were looking for. But, like, I really, I'm really enjoying Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I hope they keep up. Like, if they keep up this quality, it's only going to keep getting better episode by episode. And it's, what, six episodes? So we only have three left. But if this third episode was as good as it was, and it's only halfway through, that's a hell of a thing. Um, well, we definitely have to get the, resolu- the, the resolution of the second sister, that's for sure. The third sister. Third sister, Reva? yeah. Reva? Yeah. Um, so, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi episode three. Um, do you have any predictions? Do you have any, it's like, I know it's weird. There's no real predictions to be made. We know what happened. Oh, I mean, especially, I was going to say, especially for those of us that actually know what goes on and what, what happens. And I mean, Alderaan is such a beautiful planet. I hate, I really, really hope nothing (laughs) bad happens to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be a shame. It'd be a shame if somebody blew up the be, entire planet. Be a damn shame if someone made a really cool space station with the capability of destroying planets and just happened to target Alderaan. Yeah. Um, um do I have a, predictions uh, for it? I think we see I think we see an ultimate, or I think we do see yet another battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, obviously, because we yeah. get the comment in, uh, oh, Jesus, excuse me, but we get the, uh, uh, many years have passed, many years have passed, Obi-Wan, and now I am the master, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... I do think that we see Obi-Wan actually defeat Darth Vader. Yeah. If you strike like me down on now, some level, not killing him, obviously. But... Ever but yeah, that's the only way for that, that comment from A New Hope to, to have context if he bests him in a fight. Like, he'll, he'll show mercy, which is the mistake he makes. But... Yeah. Yeah, I just because can't wait to see where it goes from here and what 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 they I do think, to I like, think sort you, of reconcile it with the rest of the series. Well, I definitely think Padme's comments uh, bring him back. There's still good in him, this, that, and the other. And I think that sticks with Obi-Wan through the whole thing. Yeah. And especially this lifestyle he's leading before they enlist him to go save Leia, where he has given up the Jedi way entirely. Yeah. Leading into A New Hope, where, like, he's obviously now, like, holding on to something of the Jedi Order. Like, Anakin will inspire him to go back to the Force. Well, I think in no small way does young Leia help him rediscover the Force. Yeah. 
I think that that is super, that's super poignant uh, when they're in that truck, when they're being taken somewhere, he's talking about Padme. Yeah. And, like, you can see that he's telling the truth. Everything that he says about Padme is true. Yeah. Um, a, uh, so there's a website called Making Star Wars. And apparently, historically, they've been really good about leaks, like reporting on on insider information that eventually turns out to be true. And most recently, they've said that um, there have been some cuts made to the final episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi that will leave it open for a second season, rather than just being this six-episode limited. Which I don't know how I feel about that. That's what they said it was going to be, though, was just a six-episode miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's listed as a limited series. But I guess they're seeing the viewership, and they have maybe changed their minds, which I think is probably, like, Lucasfilm under Kathleen Kennedy, that's their biggest flaw, is that they, they see success with something, and they milk it for all it's worth until people are sick of it. Like, give me yep. six episodes, make them good, I'll be satisfied you don't need to give me another season. I mean, like... Give me something else that's good. Give me, give me a season finale that's two hours long. Yeah. It's like, I like that uh, Andor is already planned to be two seasons, and that's it. They're, they're done with Andor after two seasons. They've told their story. The next season is Rogue One. Um, Yeah, I'm hoping that that leak in particular is wrong. I'm hoping that this is just our six-episode limited series and we're done with it. Well, it should be. It's supposed to just be an interlude between the two movies. Yeah, because when you you look at it historically, it was supposed to be a movie, just one. One movie about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which they definitely wouldn't have been able to do him justice. No. No, it wouldn't have been as good if they had to condense this whole story into just two hours. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it would have been three hours, but still. Boba Fett was supposed to be a movie, too. But then Solo Solo underperformed, and everybody on a business end was disappointed by it. So Mandalorian did really well, and they're like, let's make everything a TV show. Yeah, the other thing that I don't understand either is why everybody hated Solo so much. It's because it wasn't epic. And I've said it, it a million times, Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan ruined everything with his Batman trilogy. And now, because of Chris Nolan, everything, everything in this sci-fi, fantasy, superhero genre has to be like this big, epic adventure that breaks records and blows people's minds. But this was just I like mean, a fun summer blockbuster solo. Which is what Star Wars used to be. It used to just be a fun summer blockbuster. Yeah, like even the new even like the newer stuff was or I should say not like the new new stuff. I should say the prequel trilogy. It, they weren't epic epic movies, you know what I mean? Yeah.
But I think uh, I think we've said everything we we can say about Obi Wan Kenobi episode three. And that's a successful so. episode of When in Doubt Star Wars. Let me remind everybody out there that if you want to email us, the only appropriate thing to email us about is Star Wars. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about your opinions past that. And you can direct those emails to keepingthefat at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, when in Doubt Star Wars for the time being will be every Wednesday which is uh, when new episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi come out. So you'll see an episode, and an episode of our show will be up discussing the previous episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I think is kind of a perfect model there. I agree. Yeah. So uh, how do you feel about, I'm going to hang up and call you right back, and we do just like a non-Star Wars episode. I mean, we can attempt it. I don't know. Ooh, shit. I just ran a red light. Um, Oof. Eh, it's Milford. They've got more important things to worry about than me running a red light. Yeah. Um, I think we can attempt another episode if you want to. Okay. Well, for now, let me remind everybody to follow us on Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, and MySpace.com. MySpace? MySpace.com, and we will be back with more. There's nothing. You can Wait. find us on MySpace.com, but there's nothing Wait. there. <laughs> we have Wait. a page. When did we get a MySpace? Oh, a couple months ago, I signed us up. Mostly huh. mostly for shits and giggles. Uh, all right. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's just a page with our name on it and no content. But eventually. Hmm. And uh, I will talk to you in just a couple of minutes. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.